Today we are taking a bit of a detour from Genesis to Psalm 47. Um, and so Pastor Albert will be preaching. So before that, let's just um, have a look at it. Psalm 47. And I will just read it first. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. For the Lord Most High is awesome, the great King over all the earth. He subdued nations under us, peoples under our feet. He chose our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loved. God has ascended among shouts of joy. The Lord admit, sorry, the Lord admit the sounding of trumpets. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our King, sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth, sing to him a psalm of praise. God reigns over the nations, God is seated on his holy throne. The nobles of the nations assemble as the people of the God of Abraham. For the kings of the earth belong to God, he is greatly exalted. Oh, thank you, Pastor Albert. Hi, church. I've actually preached this um, uh, in the beginning of the year for Saturday and sun Sunday morning. But two months down the road, things changed so much. There wasn't a war there then. There wasn't that. It was 20,000 cases each day then. Yeah, so... It, but I, I like to share that as... Um, um, even now with uh, what's going on at the moment, I think we are kind of in time and space as we've been studying um, Genesis, right? Genesis reminds us that God is outside time and space because he created time and space. But we are one of the creatures that he, he has created and we're inside time and space and we are very much limited in a sense, right? That's why we need to look beyond our circumstances, the time and the space that we are, we are within and look towards God. I mean, if, if we are in that kind of situation, are we willing to praise? You know, what good that, that Gary has shared, you know, this past week has been so discouraging. Actually, I was, um, I was isolating last week this time. Actually, I was so tired. I was actually in bed, and I, and I was kind of half asleep and half awoke. And, and I, I said, oh, English, is, English service is actually praising now, and I'm in bed, you know. And uh, I kind of felt a little bit guilty. And, 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 and I tested, I was waiting for the result, and the next day I, I, somebody kindly gave me a rat, and, and I tested and was negative. And the... the, the PCR came the next, more, next evening and it was double negative, so that's fine. It was not positive, not double negative, was not positive. Yeah, so I was, oh, all right, that was good. But as I reflected why I was so tired, you know, and I, I, I just kind of felt that it could have been a lot of these things that kind of built up in the past. It was so stressful, as I think Pastor William would have kind of experienced that as well. I think every, everybody of us experienced that. You know, with so, so much things changed, and the government keeps bringing out new faces, you know, and, and how are we going to deal with them? And, and yeah, it's just that um, it, it gets too much sometimes. But we still, I think the more the uncertainty, the more of the changes 
in our, in our lives, the more we need to look upon God and keep praising Him. All right? The psalm, um, you know, it, it was, my, my, my title was kind of extraordinary praises to the extraordinary God. And sometimes we feel that, oh, I, I, you know, God is great. God is extraordinary. God is almighty. But most of the time, I don't feel it. I feel I'm under this, this strain, you know, in time and space. I, I, don't, I don't really feel the extraordinariness of God, you know. How do I praise? It's okay to sit at church, you know, with good bands and good music, and, and I feel good, and, and, and we go dinner afterwards, and I'm, I'm not, you know, tested positive with COVID. All right, I'll praise God, you know, but if I head into troubles like these, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, you know, they, tomorrow maybe a bomb will come straight into my home. Am I still able to pray, to praise? The answer is, for, for the psalmist, yes, of course, because our God is great. Yeah. So the, the psalm, actually, um, it was kind of a, it was composed and uh, as, a, as a song, but later on it was kind of edited into a setting of a worship setting. But the original uh, composition of the psalm, the psalmist was actually commanding all the people, okay, everyone, not just Israelites, but all kinds, all people in the world to offer extravagant, exuberant praises to God because he is the ruler of the world and he actually had the had the compassion to choose Israel. That's quite amazing. The almighty God, awesome God, who would actually would choose one single ethnic people. Well, it was Israel, and we thought, why not Chinese, you know? But God has his purpose. We don't know. But as we, as we read the psalm today, I pray, I pray that the Holy Spirit to really remind us and teach us and inspire us. Our God is an awesome God. We, we know that song. You know, we sing, our God is an awesome God. You know? But how, how, much, how, how much do we really believe our God is that awesome God and, and who's sovereign enough that we need to, whether I like it or not, whether we feel it or not, that we offer our utmost praises anytime, anywhere, despite my feeling and my circumstances. I pray that by the end of this message, that we will somehow we ask God to take us to another level. And we, we think, I think, I'm pretty good at praising God already. There is no end, there is no limit. We all need to learn. You know, when we get to heaven, we're going to praise Him all the time, right? We better learn better. How do we praise Him now, right? And don't learn to over there, you know. No one will teach you there. We'll learn it here, okay? So um, the Psalm actually 47, so a lot of um, um, uh, Bible commentators says is actually connected to 46. And 46, we, we, we know that verse, be still and know that I am God. God is my refuge, my, my, my help, you know? And so the context of these two psalms were actually, it was, it was a war and conflict. 
and somehow in 47 actually celebrated the king has actually won that war, that battle. All right? But during the course, it was nothing, it was nothing calm. You know, we think, we think, be still and know that I am God. It's for our devotion, you know. Be still and, and, and just, just and sit there and listen to the quiet voice of God. No, actually, that verse, it was saying God was commanding all these people, all these nations, all these kings, was trying to invade Israel. God said to them, be still, stop every one of you, and know that I am God. I'm the God of Israel. Be still, stop everything you're doing. It's that, that greatness and the awesome, awesomeness of God. All people, all nations to be still before him, to stand in awe before the awesome God. So it was in that kind of context, Psalm 46 and 47, when the people of God, the Israelites, they know that God is our help. When the when the nations and the king were coming up and, the, and, and before the, the, the cities and trying to invade them, they know God is with them. God is that awesome God. I think, I think this psalm has a lot to, 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 to say to us. When, it's not just when we are in troubles and all sorts of, all sort of circumstances, all sorts of encounters we have in life, we have that assurance. God is with us but that God is an awesome God. Now, uh, there were several types of psalms, okay? Well, I think we shared it before, okay? Um, I won't go into detail, but this particular psalm, it, oops, this actually called the enthronement psalms. Um, what, did, what did it mean? It mean it was actually in a, in a, in a is what they call a cultic um, uh, worship of Israelites, like... The New Year's, there was various festivals in New Jerusalem. Okay, all these people they have to come, come to worship the Lord once a year or once a, at least once a, of their lifetime. They come to worship, and in in Jerusalem there was all very um, spectacular worship practices, and 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 there was there was priests, there was there was singers, there was all kind of. Uh, worship setting, and it was very extra extravagant and very. Yeah, not like us. They will have processions. They will, you know, the bands of people running or circling around the city of Jerusalem and come into, into the city gate and say, who is coming? The king of glory is coming. Lift up your head. You know, lift up your gates. And it was, you know, very exciting stuff, you know, compared to what we are offering today. Okay. I'm not saying that we need to copy, but I think it's, it's that kind of attitude we need to come before him. And that kind of enthronement, it was like, God was kind of being enthroned as a king. Of course, God is king, but somehow it was in them, it was this kind of symbolic actions to enthrone God as the king of kings and the lord of the lords. Okay? And this kind of psalm was, uh, was stressing the, 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 the sovereignty of God. Okay? And, and the structure of this Psalm 47 is very simple, very simple. It can't kind of become, it has two parts. The first verse 1 was commanding the people to shout, to clap their hands, and the verses 2 to 4 to give the reasons. And the six, and verse 6 and commanded the people to sing praises, and in 7 and 9 to give the reasons. And the climax of the psalm is verse 5, that is the ascension of God. 
God ascended. Okay, a very simple structure of the psalm, but a very, very, a very fantastic kind of a message in there. And I, I believe that if we truly understand, appreciate what the psalm has have said to us, we, we will follow suit in praising our Lord. Okay? So, the first part is it was saying that our God is very extraordinary. Okay? How extraordinary? Firstly, our God is an awesome God. In verse 2, when it was com- the psalmist was command- commanding the people to clap their hands, to shout, okay? Give them the reason. The reason was, our God is an awesome God. How awesome is our God? I think sometimes we kind of we overuse this word awesome, you know, and somebody give you a drink, oh, awesome, yeah. When you feel hot and somebody, you know, you take, uh, get, you know you're in an in a, in a aircon air room and you say, oh, awesome, it's cool. You know? No, awesome is not like that. Awesome, really, really understand the word awesome. Our God is an awesome God. That means our God is extraordinary, beyond my comprehension. I think, any, I think our words cannot limit the awesomeness of God. In Exodus, in Exodus, I was reading this uh, Bible, year Bible plan now. When God has led the Israelites out of Egypt, okay, and into, as before they went into the promised land, they, the Lord deliberately asked them to, to encamp behind, I mean, uh, before the um, Red Sea. And the, when they were encamping there, and uh, the Egyptian soldiers were coming at them, right? And God did a miracle, right? And took them to dry, across to the other side in dry land and just, just swamped all the Egyptian soldiers um, with, the, with, the, with the water coming in, and, and they all died. And after that, Moses composed that song. And here it was, one verse it was there, Exodus 15, verse 11. Who among the God is like you, Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders? This is our God. Majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders. This is our God. And in Isaiah chapter 6, we all know that when Isaiah, Isaiah the, the priest, was offering sacrifices to God, and suddenly he saw the angels of the Lord, and, his, and he knew there was God before him, holy holy, holy. And he said, woe to me, I'm dead meat, I'm ruined because I saw the king. Now, he, here is the example of the awesomeness of God. How do we, how do we see when we come to worship? Do we come, if we come to worship the awesome God, what kind of attitude of, I have? What kind of attitude you have as we come. 
Yes, this is PCBs. This is, you know, we've been here for, for the last 30 years. We've been worshipping here. It's nothing, you know, sort of holy in a sense. But somehow we know God is here. We come to worship the awesome God. What kind of attitude do we come? How do we dress? Are we, how, do we, how do we use our time? Are we here early enough preparing ourselves? What kind of mentality as we come? Uh, who is leading worship? Oh, okay, I like him leading worship. I'll, I'll sing if oh, I don't like him. I don't like her. You know, I, won't, I won't join in singing. We come to worship the awesome God. I think we, we need a lot of reminders for ourselves, including myself too. He's a great king. He's a sovereign God. He's almighty. Now, remember, this, the psalmist was com- commanding everybody in the world, not just Israelites, but everyone, everyone that has breath. I, rem- I remember Isaac preached Psalm 150 last year, right? Everyone, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. So everybody, we are to come because the our God is the God of the whole world, okay? And he, he is the great king amongst all, all the earth. So this, this enthronement psalm, it was a symbolic for God's reign in the whole world. And, and in verse 9, it says, The shields or, or the kings of the world, of the earth, belong to God. Everything. It's not, it's not just the God of Israelites. He's God of the whole world. He, he's a sovereign God. He's an almighty God. So how do we come as we come to worship the almighty God? He knows you and me. He's, he's got everything in his hand. He's, nothing would surprise him. Nothing was out of his expectation. Oh, suddenly, oh, I didn't, oh, I just didn't know Putin would actually fire his missiles. Oh, I, I, I just forgotten about it. No, he knew everything. Everything in his hand. So if we come to worship this almighty God, we will have this faith and trust and the assurance. Yes, we, I as a human, I would have my doubts and I will have my fear and I will have my worry because I'm inside time and space. But my God is a great king. He reigns. He's the almighty God. Nothing surprises him. Right? And thirdly, and he is an affectionate God. He's, he's a God he would like to build relationship with people. I don't know why he chose Israelites didn't choose Chinese. I don't know. That's his amazing, his, his sovereign will. Okay, But he chose a, a very small, tiny, small nation. Even today, tiny little nation. But it impacts the whole world. Right? And he chose Jacob, whom he loved in verse 3 and 4. And, and this, this name, Yahweh, it's a, it's a name that is very special to Israelites. It's a covenantal name, all right? Yahweh is, is not a name, actually. It's only four consonants in, 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 in the Hebrew letters. 
It really doesn't mean much at all. But it's a name that they don't even pronounce. They just say the Lord, Adonai, okay? Um, but when, when this was written, Yahweh, it was a name that they all know. They're all very affectionate because they know that God has chosen them. It's a name, it's only them, God and his people. So God is the God who really wants to um, establish his relationship with his people. And, and, and with this relationship, he has a purpose. Through this people, not just blessing this nation, but through this nation will bless the whole world. Okay? So God is uh, an awesome God. God is an almighty God. God is an affectionate God. Extraordinary. And because of this extraordinariness of God, Oh, awesome, almighty, affectionate. He, is, he has a plan to achieve. Okay? Now, I don't know German. Okay? Pastor William studying his PhD, he has to study German. Because you have to, right? Yeah, because why? Because a lot of theologians actually was from Germany. Actually, Germany was very, Germany was very rich in the theological thinking and, and tradition, um, you know, uh, because Martin Luther, all right? It was, it was the Protestant um, um, theolo the theology was as very, very rich in, the, in Germany. And a lot of the studies was through, uh, through the German theologian. Now, this word, I don't know. Uh, I... I checked with Pastor William. He said, something like that. Oh. <laughs> now, what is it? Uh, what is it? It really it only means the history of salvation. Okay? Now, what does it mean? It actually is it, very important when you read the Bible from the first book of Genesis to the last book of Revelation. Because that is the history of salvation. Okay? Now, this, and Pastor Williams um, has translated for me. Okay? I don't, I won't, I don't want to go to too detail, but you know, from Genesis, okay, to Revelation, the new heaven and the earth, God had a purpose. All right? Even though men have fell, in the Garden of Eden, all right? But God had a purpose. In 315, the 315 we have just recited, uh, we just read this for this month, the Bible verse for this month, that was the first proclamation of salvation in, in human history, okay? Genesis 315, okay? And God had a purpose to achieve his salvation for all mankind until one day Jesus returns, Okay, and Jesus, obviously Jesus, you know, the cross of Jesus is a very important, very crucial point for humankind. Okay, and this is what we call this, this salvation history. Okay, that German word. Okay, God chose Israelites, and out of Israelites, out of Israel, Jesus, the Messiah, was from the Jews, was a Jew. Okay, so that the whole process was God's purpose to bringing salvation and completion of the salvation when Jesus returned. That is the salvation history. Now, 
Why do I say that? If God was not awesome, if God was not almighty, if, was, if God was not affectionate, the salvation history cannot be accomplished. If anything less than that, those three things about God, if even God was affectionate, it was not powerful, he couldn't, he couldn't have achieved that. But God was almighty, awesome, but he was not affectionate. He would just use, use other means, right? So because God is awesome, almighty, and affectionate, he has a purpose in choosing Israelites. And today, we, as the people of Christ, the church, we are the new Israelites. We are the new Israel. We have the, we have the obligation to fulfill his plan in our lives. That's why Jesus said, go make disciples of all nations and tell them and baptize them, teaching them. You know, this, this is the salvation history of God and we, are, we, we, have, we have been chosen to, to participate in it. But God is powerful. I mean, God is awesome, almighty and affectionate. And we have this God with us as we continue to follow him. So, we have this extraordinary God. What do we do? So we offer our extraordinary praises. How? Firstly, with a heart. A joyful and a fervent heart. To clap your hands, to shout with joy. I mean, we're pretty reserved, aren't we? Uh, what are we, a Chinese? Uh, well, I mean, you're not Chinese. You're, you're kind of assimilated Kiwis. You know, when you, when you, go, when you go to to All Blacks games in Eden Park, would you just sit there when somebody you know, score a try and you say, oh yeah, very good. You don't do that. You will shout and scream, yeah, whoa, yeah. You know, remember, I remember there was when All Blacks, when it was playing um, the World Cup, World Cup, it was the final year, the couple of times, right? I remember, were you there? Were you here? Yeah, even you or you will be about that age. But I remember I never shouted that much in my, in my I, never, I would never shout that much in, in, during worship. <laughs> yeah? But, you know, wow, we, 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 we're applauding, we're, 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 we're shouting for God. Who is awesome? Who is almighty? And who is affectionate to me? It's not just the outward thing. If we don't have the heart, all these outward actions was just false, made up. Okay? But if we do truly have that heart, the heart will drive our outward actions. Do we, do we have the heart to respond to this extraordinary God? Of course, I mean, next week, Suddenly, I don't expect, yay, who's leading worship? Ho, amen, brother. I don't expect that kind of thing because we are us, all right? We don't need to copy and paste other, other, other behaviors. But would we actually break through some of our practices or patterns? You know, uh, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not used to this. I'm not used to lift, my, lift up my hands. I'm not used to clap, you know. Maybe if, if God really inspired me, really I'm touched by God, I could actually kneel down and praise Him. 
I think we can break through a little bit in our expression to God. I don't think Pastor William would mind. What is our heart as we come to offer our praises to God? And sound, that's even worse, you know, loud noise, you know, sound of horns. Uh, they were blowing those animals, the, the horns of the, 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 um, the rams, you know, they were just blowing. And it was kind of, it was like, it was, they, had, they were blowing that, and some churches do that. And, and we feel, well, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But it's very biblical, actually. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's, it's, all, it's like Psalm 150, when, when Isaac was preaching. Uh, all kinds of instruments, all kinds of things, with the utmost, with the utmost expression we, we offer to our extraordinary God. Maybe God will challenge us this this coming year, maybe we want to just go a little bit more to expressing our, our, our thanksgiving, our gratitude, our praises, our worship. We need to um, have this, I think music is a gift, okay? Uh, but that, that, we don't just shout with, you know, with no rhythm, right? We just shout anything, anything we want. But when we shout and we, we offer the music and, and songs that is beautifully composed. And, and you know, in, in, in the temple worship, there were specialists. There were people was really, they were instrumentalists, they were singers. They offer, they practice and practice and offer the best to God. So I think when we offer our praises to God, we need to have a heart and we need to, yeah, we need to make loud noises, but also with art. Yeah, we, we come, that's why we need to practice. We need to people really good in instruments. You know, you ask me to play, you know, but you won't even worship. Yeah. But, yeah, you need people, you know, good and gifted and talented in this, offer all these things to God. And God is pleased. It, because He's an extraordinary God. That's why offer the best that we have. Extraordinary praises to God. So I challenge you, English service, uh, Sunday service, well, they have, their, they have their limitations because they, are, you know, they, have, they, they have so much used to their, their kind of pattern and, you know, and they've been in that kind of stage in their lives. It's okay. I think it's, it's, it's the heart that matters. It's not just what, what we do, how we express outside. But I believe young people you know, like you, we still can be shaped and transformed by God's goodness and, help, and, and helping us to, to really worship and, and, and praising Him you know, with a little bit more freedom. <laughs> I, I do pray that the Lord will, will lead us uh, in, the, in, in His way to, to worship Him. Because our God is good, 
Our God is great, and that's why we come to worship Him. Now, I'd like to play a song, a song that was actually um, composed by a friend of mine. Um, I, I actually, you know, you know her. She's been in, in New Zealand. Um, it was a, a share hymn, you know, Sai Bak Go Tuen Doi, you know. Um, it was um, what, what, what I call it, Dan uh, Ching. And she composed that song, Joy Ho Ge Fok He, The Greatest Blessing. She composed it in Hong Kong, never knew it was sung in Ukraine. All right? It was sung by a bunch of Christian, uh, what they call Dai Si Ming, Great Commission Church in Ukraine. Um, it was through a Chinese pastor who taught them that song. Um, it was sung in Mandarin, um, you know, for Ukraine people to sing in Mandarin. Of course, they know nothing, a single word of it, they just, just pronounced the, the wordings. But praising God takes effort. And they were willing to learn. And, and the second verse, they sing they sang that in, in Ukrainian. And that, that for me was quite touching. So let's, let's, let's have, a, have, a, have a look at this uh, song and, and praise God. You know, we can go extra mile to praise Him. All right? Let's, let's, let's have a look at this.
Praise the Lord, all the earth, all ethnicities, all tongues, all people, all nations. Come to praise the Lord. He is worthy of all praises. You and I, you know, in this little church, we are Chinese mostly. He accepts. <laughs> It's how 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 can I imagine? You know, people like you and me. God would consider me to come to His presence. You know, angels and the heavenly hosts would sing million times better than me. But He desire you and me to offer our best praises and worship to Him. Let's let's continue to strive to offer the utmost from us to Him. He is worthy of all praise. Let's 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 pray. Father, I just want to thank you. Thank you for the psalm.、Uh, you are the King of Kings. You're, you're you're the Sovereign God. You're the Almighty God. You're the 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 awesome God, and you're the affectionate God. Lord, you, it's beyond our words, beyond any songs can describe, beyond anything we could feel, we could, we know. But Lord, you are you are the great King above all gods. So help us, Lord,、uh, because. We are created to 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 worship you, and and every breath because our breath are are, are are given by you, and we whoever every breath that we have we are to worship and praise you. So help us, Holy Spirit. Help us to to offer our, our praises and worship to you. That's as to you and to you alone. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.